Morning, Luke. How are you? Very well, mate. Twice in a week. Gee, I didn't know I was this lucky. Mate, mate it's, um, <laughs> the A teams on, aren't they? You know, they they send away they send away a B grader and put us into the seat. Absolutely, Probably mate. Them. And we just do our best to swim, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're like ducks, aren't we? We'll have a big punters panel too tomorrow, mate, which you'll be a part of uh, previewing this bumper card. At Royal Randwick at the weekend, the English Nursery. I was just touching on that race. Um, it's always interesting. You get a lot of unraced blood there. Uh, these two-year-olds trying to earn some good prize money who've gone through the sales. And the Ingham uh, is just a, another highlight, formerly known as the Villiers. This race um, certainly looks deep at the weekend. I know we spoke about it earlier in the week. Uh, you were discussing detonator Jack. He probably hasn't fared that well with the draw, though, has he, in fifteen? No, and even did um, Ozapenko in 24, so you know it's opened up the race. I think uh, I think you'd agree, attractable to the one one of the big winners. I I think it just gets the perfect run now, so it's um it's it's made it an interesting race, and that mile start's probably the best start in Australia. So you get everyone gets their chance with a long run down the back. It you you might have to be, but a couple of those horses might have to be three wide as the naked Jack was at. Kendler Grange. Yeah, exactly right. He was Blinker's first time there when he won that gong. Um, Lions Raw's been uh, well supported, hasn't he, in this uh, market? Yeah. He's into eight dollars fifty from thirteen. He's finally, finally drawn a barrier. Well, he was pretty good in the little dance, and you know, it took a good, uh, you know, we saw the real Spangler that day really let down, and um, he's he's. Pro- I don't think he's won since the. Um, the Randwick Guineas, but he's he's run some big races at a mile at, at Randwick. So, um, of course, the big prize here—it's not just two million dollars in prize money, but it's a spot in the Doncaster, which is um, which means you can basically make sure you get him with as little weight as possible. Exactly right, um, and of course, Rustic Steel, who we also spoke about during the week, he'll back up there. Barrier one for him, so he's just afforded that soft run. He will need luck at some stage. That's the nature of a big field in Barrier one. He's going to need the breaks. Uh, at some point of the race, uh, and Cepheus a little bit forgotten, but uh, 60 kilos, barrier 19, it certainly yeah. won't be easy for him. Uh, so look forward to really picking apart that race and discussing it in some depth tomorrow on the Punders panel here on Sky Sports I Radio. I don't know what you feel about barrier one in big fields, Luke, but I, I, I think it's a, a, it's a, almost as bad as a, a an outside draw because you are really dictated to by horses around you unless you've got speed and you can put yourself right in the race. Like, if you're not in the first first two pairs, you you're really you're really waiting for for a run, and you know you get a soft run, but you you you're dictated to a lot lot by by where by horses around you, and you know it can actually it can actually be very detrimental in those races where two out you can actually get in the running line at least and create create your own luck. I don't say this too often, but I fully agree with you, Chris Roots. Jesus, oh, <laughs> there's a first. Not a good start to the day. <laughs> uh, good moment for Rachel King last night, winning the first leg of that International Jockeys tr- uh, Challenge at Happy Valley last night. Uh, good moment for her. She's had a pretty good season. Yeah, she she ran third there. Zach ran, Zach Purden ran second. So um, Vincent Ho um, got the job done in the last tee. It was you know it's a it's a great night. Like I'm sure you're a bit tired. You would have been up watching and uh, and having a look. It's, yeah, and and it's just. It's just one of those. If anyone wants to go to a, a, a week of racing, and I know people want to go to derbies and things like that, that Hong Kong International Week, you don't get a chance to interact. With, you get the chance to interact with the best around the world. 
pretty closely on on a couple of occasions. So if you ever get the chance, it's a great trip. And um, I'm sure we, I saw saw Dave Stanley and Laurie shopping there yesterday and up at the peak. You know, they were doing the tourist thing. I know. I'm sure they, I'm, I'm sure they're in bed bed at the moment, but getting ready for a bigger another big afternoon in Hong Kong. Yeah, of course, Vincent Ho, the regular rider of Golden 60, the uh, champion of Hong Kong up there, and a uh, good moment for him. He's the first, um, I, I believe he's Hong Kong Chinese, uh, he's the first Hong Kong Chinese uh, jockey to take out that uh, particular jockey's challenge. So congratulations to him. He's uh, certainly doing a, a great job up there. Uh, Zach would have been uh, hoping to win, but he can't win everything, I guess, Chris. No, and uh, I think, as we all know, uh, um, Zach, Zach's, hunting down Douglas White's um, record um, in Hong Kong. And he, he's, I've spoken to Zach on a number of t- occasions in the last six months, and he's, his inspiration now is winning big races, but also setting marks that uh, won't be matched. So anything like the Jockey's Challenge and things like that, he wants to win them just for his legacy. And I've, I haven't heard too many jockeys speak like that about legacy and things like that. They all want to win every race, and we know how competitive beast they are. If you ever get on a golf course with a jockey, you know you know know how competitive they are. But Zach's thinking on a wider plane. I think he, he's very financially secure now, and he just wants to he wants to leave a mark that that will leave his name in those Hong Kong jockey jockey ranks for forevermore. Absolutely. Shout out to Lee McGorry, and um, he's uh, been good for my hip pocket playing golf with him lately, Chris. Um, it's been a fill up lately. Um, I'm on a winning streak. Jeez, jeez, don't don't say that. You'll have about three hours wanting to play with yeah, you. Exactly, uh, mate. This big story in the papers today, uh, and that broke yesterday afternoon via social media about Rose Hill. Uh, this proposal uh, from the Australian Turf Club. Uh, you'd be all over this. Yeah, very interesting. Um, I've seen people say, "Oh, you know, we lose Rose Hill," but if we get a world class race course that's built in the twenty first century, and I have to say, Rose Hill's a, Rose Hill's a great, great service, but the surface is a little tired now. But we're going to have to rebuild it completely and things like that now. The opportunity here for, for the ATC, who, who will get the money, will be to build a race course and have it ready to go the day Rose Hill's, Hill, Hill shuts down. We can't have any gap between them. There'll probably have to be a bit of overlap. Now, if you can build... A, a a world-class track with world-class facilities now that and if they're getting the report of five billion they should be throwing everything into a track that would be another great track for sydney and have the absolute a-grade surface that that can only be a good thing for sydney racing i know there's a lot of tradition you know the home of the golden slipper and we've all had great moments at rose hill but um in the in in the world of business if you've got an asset like that close to a major business centre and you can get and you can realise it for that much money, as long as you spend the money wisely, you you will get a you it could it could end up much better for racing. Like imagine a, a track with maybe two turns sort of stand down like in Melbourne and a and a and a and a big straight track as well. It'd change Sydney racing forever and that, this is an op, this is a once in a generation opportunity for racing and it should be embraced. The interesting thing is that I know the ATC have loans with um, Racing New South Wales. There's a $10 million loan on the week stand that's currently being paid back and how much they'll have to pay back to Racing New South Wales. But let's remember, this is the club's money and the club will be controlling where, where the money goes. So the Horsley Park um, part of the project 
is interesting. I'm told the land there is very, very hilly there. But with the amount of money they've got, they could make it into a, a, a big training centre and maybe put a couple of tra different training tracks there and different areas and maybe put put trainers on on that that area, which a lot of trainers have been asking for. They want a training centre where they can they can um, have their stables and and just walk out onto the to gallops and things like that. That would change training for um, in in New South Wales forever if they've they've got enough land out there to do do what they what they're proposing. So um, it'll just be very interesting how the dynamic plays out. Who who controls the money in the end? Uh, I think the club needs to be the one to uh, to keep keep this money and money and and do things. And if they're going to do it, they've got to do it a hundred percent correctly. Like they've got to get this. They get one chance at this. Mm. You don't want to be you. You get one chance. It's, it's one chance and one chance only to do this properly. I'll be disappointed to see Rose Hill go, and they've got to find a parcel of land big enough to build a race course. But I can see positives for it. I think, um, you know, uh, if you if you don't progress in this world, you you end up behind. And I think in the last um, 20 years, Sydney racing hasn't had a new surface in Sydney, as we've talked about on numerous occasions. And this is this is a once, as I said, a once in a generation chance. For racing to get to future-proof itself for the next 100 years. Yeah, well, that was the the chairman's quote uh, in the paper this morning. Peter McGoran, uh, it will cement Sydney Racing as the best, most modern, and financially secure jurisdiction anywhere in the world. There's never been an opportunity in Sydney Racing, and possibly not in Australian racing of this kind. The other thing about it is, if you look at, so I'll, I'll go back and I'll use an example from overseas. Ascot shut down and rebuilt, rebuilt its grandstand, reconfigured its track and things like that. Kept the basic footprint of the track, but they just moved the track a little bit and things like that. And look at it, it's racing surface. It's, it's the best in England now. And, you know, you just gotta, uh, you've got to take these opportunities when they come along. I know a housing crisis and all that, it's, it's, it's racing giving back to the community as well. Let's have a look at, look at that. Like, we, we constantly hear about rents going up and, and how much it costs to live in Sydney. Well, this is, this is an amazing opportunity for, for racing to give back to the community, give them a package of land. If you've driven around to Rose Hill, there's a stack of land around the back there. Now, originally in, in the project, it was going to be uh, the, the front where the car park is on James Roots Drive was going to be the entertainment quarter for this whole project. Now it's going to go all the way back, and I, I believe the train station will be somewhere where the grandstand is and things like that. It'll be, it's, it's just going to be if it's done. That if that that part of the project isn't racing's part anymore, that's that's we're giving that away. But the part they've got to get right is find a big parcel of land where they can build a track with a grandstand and facilities that anyone, if you want to go to races, you want to go there and have the world class facilities, the world class dining. Everything's got to be done properly. It'll have lights. It'll have all the bells and whistles, but they've got to get it right and they've got to spend the money to get it right. So I guess when, because this is a proposal, uh, when would that start? I guess they, I know Peter Volandis uh, was quoted in the paper this morning as well saying that, that that search was already on for prospective land to, to build the new course if this all goes through. Well, I think the, I think the search has been on for land to build a training centre and, and race courses for a long time. The problem being is the amount of land you need for a massive race, a massive project like this. It's not going to be cheap, but if they can find somewhere, and that it can't be flood bound or anything like that. So you know, 
if you look at old race car tracks like Oran Park, they got sold for housing developments. This is the way things have gone. Like there's there's not too many parcels of land that, and it probably needs to be close to a train station or have to have, be easy to get to. So that's the that's the challenge now. Finding some somewhere like that, like there. I know originally when they were talking about reconfiguring Harold Park and pushing it out when the Sydney 2000 Olympics was on, they talked about Homebush, but I don't know if there's any, any land out there and that's sort of earmarked for housing now and to move 20, 10 kilometres down the road doesn't sort of make sense. But if anyone can think of somewhere where there's a big parcel of land where they can build, and I, I'm particularly big on this, I think it's got to have a 1,200 metre straight and I think it's got to, have, it's got to be a big track. And probably have two, maybe two or three different surfaces there for for for, for racing, but it'll be a racing only project. So, you know, you you you'll you'll you know, I don't think you'll be training there. It'll be like a race course, and um, have other facilities inside it as well. As far as tomorrow uh, at Randwick, or I should say Saturday uh, at Randwick, uh, how how advanced are you with your form analysis at this stage? Well, I've been I've been having a having a good look over it. I'll do some more 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 on um more today, and you know I'm I'm actually just having a little break from from work for a couple of weeks, and strangely something happens as soon as you go on holidays, as you know, but as you know, Luke. So, um, good meeting, um, interesting racing, two highways, so that sort of count, that gets us down to probably seven races for the uh, Putters Panel Multi. So, um, I'm sure all the boys will be getting in their selections nice and early and. You know, I don't think it's like last week. I don't think the winners as well hidden as last week. I think we spoke about that and we saw what happened. There, there was a couple of double-figure winners there, I think. I think the favourites might have a bit of a day out there on Saturday. Look forward to chatting about it in the morning, mate. See you, mate.